Chapter 9 of John's Gospel is one of my favorite passages in all of Scripture. It tells of a man born blind who is cured by Jesus, which sounds kind of like a normal day for the Son of God. But the story begins with Jesus' disciples asking a very provocative question. They ask Jesus, whose sin caused the blindness of this man? Is it his condition of sin that made him blind from the beginning? Or did his parents do something wrong to make him blind? Now, this may seem like a curious and even cruel question to us, but it was a question of the day, generally, as any condition other than the defined normal was seen as God's punishment for sin. As odd as it seems, we, and I include myself in this too, often do a similar thing when it comes to suffering. We want to explain it. Maybe we do this by blaming God or Maybe we do it by letting God off the hook, kind of being a lawyer for God. Or maybe we turn the blame on a person or a group. I like to use reason and experience and definitely scripture to help explain suffering, especially when a young person or a skeptic wants to understand how there can be a good God and so much suffering at the same time. The disciples kind of wanted that too. They want an explanation, at least, from the world's greatest theologian. But in this story, Jesus offers them none of that. No deep debate, no back and forth discussion, no fantastic speech explaining it all. Jesus simply says that this, this man's blindness, has nothing to do with past or present sins of this man and his parents, and everything to do with God's glory being revealed. And he proceeds to instantly cure the man. Now, I love this story because while the disciples want an answer to the why, Jesus just jumps in and gets to work. And that is the last in this four-week series on suffering in God. Suffering from the point of action. For the past three weeks, we've been looking at suffering from a few different angles, but this last devotion is the most important, really. Now, it is not a bad thing to wonder why bad things happen. It is not a bad thing to join in God's groaning, and it is not a bad thing to join with Jesus in lament. But if we stop there, we miss out on the greatest joining of all, being fellow workers with Christ in the reign of God. I lean on theologian N.T. Wright once again as he recently addressed questions of suffering in an interview. He noted that if the church is looking over its shoulder trying to figure out why something happened, we may well miss the opportunity to live out our vocation of helping right now. In other words, we do not want all all our questions to lead us away from the activity we are called to, joining God in the fight against evil, against suffering. If working out a theory to explain COVID, for example, keeps me from getting groceries for my neighbor, I'm missing out on the call of Jesus. And way before the age of reason and trying to explain everything, Ancient Christians were known to put themselves at risk to help those who were sick or poor or suffering in their community. And this witness seemed to do far more to connect people to the love and grace of Christ than their best theological explanations. Although in truth, they were connected to each other. Who we are in Christ is connected to how we live that out. The very idea of mercy and risk for the sake of another in the healthcare profession finds its origin in the revolutionary way the early church did community. It's ingrained in healthcare professionals, whether they identify as Christian or not. So it is certainly ingrained in our call as disciples as well.
Reformer Martin Luther, one of the greatest theologians ever, addressed appropriate action for Christians during one of the world's greatest plagues. He told priests not to flee during the plague, and his own sticking around may have contributed to the death of his daughter, a loss that shook him deeply for the rest of his life. No one has greater love than this, said Jesus. Well, ultimately, when it comes to suffering, if I can explain why something is happening, my neighbor may gain a reasonable theology. But if I care for my neighbor, no matter what the cost in the midst of their suffering, they will be connected to the love of God in Christ Jesus. I am sure of that.